0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network. You are joining what was formerly known as the Suns Report, which was formerly known as the Solar Report. You are now listening to the Suns Jam Session podcast.
1: Oh, mama. That sounds good. I'm more of a jelly kind of guy, but jam sounds good to me, man.
0: Well, jam makes sense because I'm John, and you're Matthew. Yes. John and Matthew. So Sun's Jam Session, I know that it's something that we've kind of been going back and forth on for about a month now. We wanted to rebrand and really do something that represents us better. I mean, Mm -hmm. Sun's Report, great name, great logo, designed it myself, really impartial to it, but it was time for it to be
1: retired. Yeah, it was very quick. Um, And plus, you have to hold on to me a little bit longer because it's jam. But I guess if you replace (laughs) me with someone with another M name, then uh, you can go ahead and do that, I guess.
0: Yeah, I'll have to find, like, either another Matthew or a Michael. Or, or just make
1: up their name. Just say it's Matthew again. <laughs> Jam 2.0. 2.
0: Well, this is the Suns Jam Session Podcast, and we'd like to thank you for stopping by and saying hi with us. This is on the Bright Side of the Sun Podcast Network, so make sure you press subscribe. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter, which is at Sun's Jam now. You can email the Suns Jam Session simply by emailing sunsjamsession at gmail.com. We're getting a lot of great feedback via that route, so we look forward to hearing from our listeners there. And make sure that you follow Matthew on Twitter, at Matthew Lissy, and I am at Darth Voida. This podcast, we're actually going to talk about changing it up a little bit. There's a lot of different things, obviously, going on in the world, and we're personally changing it up. I mean, Matthew, are you sitting right across from me in my studio right now?
1: Nope, I'm at the Lissy house. You're, you're at home, and how are we doing this? We're doing it by Zoom. We're doing we fell it. into the crowd, man. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we
0: decided to do what everybody else is doing and, and assist by continuing to social distance, and one way to do so is do these podcasts via Zoom. So the Suns Jam session, first pod ever, is going to be via Zoom. So we are actually going to be talking about different ways that we can change up sports, whether it's baseball or football or basketball, nothing's off the table here. You can nitpick our suggestions uh, apart all day long. So let's just agree as we talk about changing it up, not to go down the logistical or even ethical rabbit holes that some of these pose. this is just for good fun, right, Matthew?
1: It is. And everybody wants to rule the world, right? And who rules the world? The NBA, the NFL, and uh, I guess baseball.
0: Yeah. Still help out, right? It ain't hockey. I'll tell you that. Throw
1: some college football in there too, a little bit
0: yeah no very true very true but football in general so
1: without further ado we're gonna pop into this podcast
0: the same way i'm gonna pop into this here beer and let's talk about different ways we can change it up These times we're currently living through, have us reflecting on the different sports that we love to consume day in and day out. We're without the Major League Baseball season currently. The NBA season is still on hiatus. Who knows if football is even going to happen? I think I'm actually super excited because next week is the NFL Draft, and it's going to be the first normal
1: sporting event that we've watched in over a month now. Aren't you excited for that? I'm excited. I'm excited to see um, Jerry Jones in his office at home. I, he's going to be on TV, right? It's just going to be him. And all the other general managers or the owners making the picks—is that what we're going
0: to see? It's got to be. I mean, unless there are Zoom meetings like we're doing right now with like forty people involved, and they're like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to Cleveland. And there's just yeah. like it's like the Brady bunch on computer screens, and that's <laughs> what you're seeing.
1: It'll be very interesting to watch because uh, we'll see uh, how much uh, Jerry has to drink, you know, during this draft because he's <laughs> at home and he's, you know, he's got that uh, those covers full of liquor. So he's, poppy, he's hopefully prob- he keeps it together. He's
0: popping Lone Star beer. That's yes. what he's doing there while he's making draft picks for the Dallas Cowboys. For those of you don't know, Suns Jam Session specialist Matthew is a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, I'm a Cardinals fan. What pick do you guys have this year? I can't tell you. Okay, so he isn't a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. He's fan. He really likes stars in the color blue, so that kind of yep. works out for him. Well, the Cardinals have the eighth pick, and we'll get into it in a little bit, what I think they should do with that, but let's start at the top here. We're talking about changing it up. We're talking about what can we do to modify the sports that we love so they're more consumable, they're more enjoyable, they're more fun to watch. Uh, Maybe they even go more mainstream. And we'll start with baseball. I mean, baseball is one of those games that has had a challenge in about the last 15 years, pretty much since the steroid era ended, in trying to keep up with the NFL and the NBA as far as being a consumable product for people day in and day out right
1: yeah correct and i believe uh, you mentioned to me something about um how you want to change it up is it steroids you still want to keep steroids is that your number one that's not
0: number one but that is on my list i said bring that's on right. list sorry. <laughs> sorry
1: i didn't mean to break into your list no you're fine um so uh that's a great way to start though but uh you want to go ahead and just run down what you got for mlb what you need to do to make it more fun for the fans and for uh even the youth to join and watch baseball in the future. Of course, of course. So I'm
0: typically a baseball traditionalist. I believe that what makes baseball so fun is the history that's involved with the sport, right? So you put like Cody Bellinger's numbers up against Mickey Mantle and have some sort of conclusion based on batting average, uh, you know, runs scored, RBIs, advanced metrics, not as much. But you you can make up some sort of conclusion about how talented a player is based on 150 years of baseball. So... That being said, we're having, we're just having fun here. Right. I mean, yeah,
1: anything goes like okay. my list, whatever I'm doing is probably way different than what you got.
0: Oh, I know. We discussed this a little bit the other day and yeah, you were going to tell totally, you I'm zigging. You're totally zagging. So yeah. I think one of the primary challenges with baseball, at least per all the analytics peeps is it just takes too much damn time for a game to occur. Right.
1: Yeah. Correct. That's number one.
0: So in 2017, the average hours of a game was three hours and five minutes Now, the NFL runs about the same, if not a little bit longer, but due to the action, it's a lot more enjoyable to watch. It's something that there's every about 15 to, uh, correction, every about 40 to minute and a half, there's something very interesting to watch. Whereas baseball, you could have three minutes of a lot of action and then like an hour and a half of no action. So you look at the history of baseball and the average time to complete a baseball game in 1920, how long did you think it take?
1: Probably an hour and 20 minutes.
0: It was an hour 51. So you're not okay. that far off. In 1934, the average went over two hours for the first time. And then in 1954 is when the game surpassed two hours and 30 minutes. As I said, just a couple seconds ago in 2017, it was three hours and five minutes. So you got to ask yourself, why does it take so long? In 1920, 57% of all games saw a complete game from a pitcher, 57%. Today, each team averages 3.92 pitchers per game. So you think about the time it takes to walk out to the mound, the time it takes to bullshit with the guy, the time it takes to call the guy in. And you're doing that 3.92 times. Well, 2.92 times because you have the starting pitcher in there. And that slows the game down. And you can see that Major League Baseball has made steps to try to – lessen the mound visits, the pitching changes. They're trying to kill the time killers, right? What's the new rule this season that we're not seeing? Yeah, if you start an inning, you have to go three batters, right? I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, I think that's what it is. So if you were to start the seventh inning, you can't be a lefty specialist. You have to, pay, you have to face three guys. Oh, awesome. So, that, so that's one way that they're trying to negate pitching changes. So here's my thought. Here's my first thing I have on how I would change baseball. What are your thoughts on allowing teams to use just two pitchers in a game? That's all they get. That would be pretty cool.
1: Um, so three, two pitchers. Two pitchers, so that's it. You, okay. So it would basically be like um, two long relievers, right, or just one starter, a long reliever. Is yeah, it nine you- innings still?
0: Yeah, my, I haven't changed the inning count or anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, I know, I know. Be... You, you're like, I want three innings. That's all they are. <laughs> no, no,
1: no, no. It's, it's great. It's just, it's funny because I'm thinking right now, it's like, you have your second pitcher in there in the sixth inning and he's just getting rocked, but he well, can't but, get taken but, out. But that's a That'd great awesome. thing about it, okay? So
0: <laughs> what, exactly. What is a challenge for baseball? Again, I'm a baseball traditionalist. A one-nothing game to me is as entertaining as a 13 to 12 game. It really yeah, is. Watching yeah. the pitchers go inside, outside, up, down, changing speeds on batters. It's highly entertaining watching the chess master that occurs out there. But look at the other side of the coin. The people that are having a hard time consuming baseball are having a hard time with it because it's not exciting. So if I've got Greg Maddox out there in the sixth, and he's been getting rocked for four innings, and he's given up 25 runs, it is an entertaining game. Now, that being said, you give up 15 runs – That's a lot of time to round the bases, pitchers, batters, things that what have you. But still, just imagine if a dude's out there and he's tipping his pitches, he's fucked, man. Those complete game stats would also rise and the average time of the game would fall because you only got two guys. So either you're like, listen, we're down 16 runs. I'm just going to leave the guy in there for nine innings. Fuck it. Like, yeah, (laughs) you know, so that's the first thing I would do is I would just say, hey, you get two pitchers a game.
1: Okay. No, I, I like that, man, because there's too many pitcher changes, And that actually – that hurts you a lot because you're a Dodgers fan. And I feel like every playoffs we watch, you're changing pitchers every every pitch. Well, that's After because – one pitch, change, one pitch, change.
0: Well, that's because for two reasons. One, the Houston Astros know what's coming, so we're constantly getting yeah, rocked. that would help. But Dave Roberts is a jackass, too. He just – he is the – worst man i don't want to go on this tangent but i will he's like the worst manager because he overanalyzes every decision for that reason a guy comes out he'll waste his lefty pitcher in the third inning just because he has a good matchup and yep. then we get screwed in the ninth because we don't have a lefty out there dave yeah. roberts has got dave roberts has got to go man
1: yeah it was more of like dave roberts fall over kershaw i know kershaw has his struggles in uh, the playoffs but i feel like last time when kershaw got rocked to lose that game it was more of Dave Roberts putting him in the game. It's like, you don't even, even put him in the game at that point. You know what I mean? Like, why would you do that to that guy? Poor dude. Poor Kershaw.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, was that against the cheating Red Sox, or was that against the cheating Astros? Oh, you're talking about last remember. season when we yeah. lost to the Brewers. Yeah, that <laughs> was uh, –
1: <laughs> who were
0: not cheating, so kudos to the – Yeah. To, or I'm sorry, the Nationals. We lost to the Nationals last year. Who ended oh, up Nationals, the World Nationals. Series. So. Yeah. Right, so what's the first thing you would do?
1: Okay, uh, so first thing is turn off your. This is very basic. Yeah, did you hear that? that, Is that the first thing you'd do? I was going to, (laughs) but I don't know if you heard it or not. Oh, we all heard it. Um, so first thing is, of course, get rid of the umpires. Uh, This is very basic. All you need an umpire for is just a call the home plate. You know, the uh, play at the plate. You call the balls and strikes, but it's actually you know recorded the balls and strikes by a mechanical robot strike zone <laughs> one of those things yep, actually yep. have been working in the minor leagues uh, so you get that in there everything I feel like goes quick there's not a whole lot of complaining in between pitches about a ball or a strike I know that like umpires they like to have their own strike zones so they're known for their strike zones but you really just got to make it even for a cross play I feel like every game it has to be the same and that's one thing I feel like baseball is missing they have it there they have their technology have the umpires on the field still just to have them call the play at the plates and it's just you know if there's any kind of arguments or player changes and stuff like that. But first you just gotta get rid of that. I feel like or get that in the game. And that would be fantastic, dude. I feel like for baseball and I think for the fans even watching at home. So that's my number one. Uh there's a few of course a few more things I got in here too as well. But what do you think about that? Well I mean, that's, that's something actually you probably want too right.
0: That was actually my number two is bring on the robots. Oh okay. I was actually once really against instant replay in baseball because of my traditionalist view. But at the end of the day, you want it to be fair and you want it to be right. And I agree. I think that umps still need to be out there to make procedural calls. But other than that, I mean, we have the technology, they do it in tennis as a batter. It's only going to benefit you because you know, it's consistent. And I can't tell you how many times I've been frustrated watching a game and you're, you're into it. It's a, it's a playoff baseball game. You're stressed out. You're living and dying with every pitch. There's a ball that's you know six inches outside. He calls it a strike. It shouldn't. That shouldn't happen.
1: Yeah, and also if a player goes to you know if they checks his swing, whether or not he went or not, they should be able to tell that too. Mm -hmm. uh, Just by like a a simple little replay or even like the strike zone, just a little zone. If he goes past, it's a strike. If not it's a ball. He took the ball. And yep. also too use those big screens in the outfield to where you show the strike zone and every pitch, it'll show where the pitch went. That way the batter and the ump can actually see it. Yeah. And then he calls it right then and there. I don't see an issue with that. I think that can be something very easy that uh, baseball can implement into their game. Um, but also too the number of games, I'm still going 162. Okay. Um, but I feel like every team should play the other team at least once one series. I don't understand how we have so many games and there's still teams that a team won't play. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. What do you
0: think about that? Well, I think the reason that occurs is because they want to put so many division games in. So if there's 162 games, uh, you play 19 games against teams in your division. So 10% of your season plus three games is against members of your own division. And that makes sense to me because at the end of the day, that's who you're fighting for. That's who you're trying to win because you could have a shitty record, win your division, and you get a home game, which, yeah. is, again, is something I don't understand. I actually want to go a different way with this because looking at it, a Major League Baseball season is about 27 weeks long, and it averages out to about six games a week. Why not just make it four games a week? Make it a 108-game season. It's easier to consume as a fan. It, it would give my outwork pitchers arrest in my out you know my pitching theory you know instead of having like 47 pitchers on your staff you could have like six yeah because they're they're pitching like every other day and there'd just be more demand for games you know as somebody who goes to chase field a lot to watch arizona diamondback games you might actually be able to sell that fucker out more than just opening day because nobody's ever in that stadium because there's no demand for it there's a yeah. hun- there's 162 regular season games there's 81 games at chase field and only opening day is that bitch full. So I'm not, maybe I'm being too drastic and I'm just saying, Hey, bring it all the way down to 108. (laughs)
1: 108. (laughs) I'm cutting cutting a third of the season out, but. Yeah. We even talk about this with basketball. It's like, if you lower it, there's still gonna be, Oh, it's still too many. You know what I mean? If you go 108, it's like, I feel like they'll be like, Oh, you know, why don't you just go to 90? Why is it? Why don't we just play each other once, you know, uh, play one game, take two days off, play another game, something like that. Um, What I had though, too, for a series of three, a three-game series is you have two seven-inning games. And this okay. kind of helps out with your pitcher thing. So starters nowadays, they don't go more than 100 pitches. So no. you don't see any pitchers pitching nine innings. That just doesn't happen anymore. So two seven-inning games. But what you have is the first game starts at – oh, so, so sorry. Two seven-inning games same day. Okay. Same day. Okay,
0: so seven-inning doubleheaders. Okay, I'm, I'm yes. tracking.
1: I'm tracking. So the first one is at 9.35 a.m. And then the next one's at 635. So what you can do with these games is basically you have my invention after the seventh inning stretch that starts after the sixth inning, you have the seventh inning ticket. So the seventh inning ticket is a ticket for anybody. I kind of see how like Phoenix is growing. There's a lot of businesses, a lot of apartments now downtown. I feel like uh, if you purchase the seventh inning ticket, You can get in for the seventh inning, but this actually kind of ties into how innings like, okay. So if it's seventh inning and the teams are tied, you don't go to extra innings. And this is kind of taken from what, so
0: you're saying add ties to baseball.
1: No. So there's no ties. So this kind of was taken from Stu gots a little bit from Dan Levitard show, but I actually thought about this a long time ago too. just do the home run derby.
0: Ah, okay. So, so if it's tied after seven, all right, so let's back up. You're you're saying two games in a day. One starts at nine thirty in the morning and the second one starts at what time? Six thirty-five. Okay. That's a that's a big layover, man. Because yeah, I mean so, in theory, if it's seven innings, that's only like two hours. So the game's done at eleven thirty-five in the morning.
1: Unless you have a home run derby. But the thing is, okay, so if you pick if you get the seventh inning ticket and you have a lunch, you're like, all right, I'm gonna go to the game. I get there a little bit early. You get to hang out before, uh, outside. They have like, so out out here in Phoenix, it's hot. So they have a little reserved area, not little, but big enough to like to feed everybody and get them drinks. So everyone can hang out before the seventh inning starts. Seventh inning stretch goes on. Then everyone comes in, gets their seats. The thing is the seats are going to actually be like assigned to you. So if there's not a seat taken, then your seventh inning ticket will be assigned to that seat. So you get to go sit in that seat for the final inning. Sometimes I go to a home run derby, but I feel like if you're just on lunch or you just want to go downtown and hang out and go check out the game for an inning, that's kind of awesome. I think, because if it's seven innings, it might be a three, two game, two, two game. And if you get a home run derby, then you get like a couple guys out there. First guy goes out there for 60 seconds. Um, The second guy, of course, on the home team, 60 seconds. And then, if you're still tied after that, then get another couple guys out there. Uh, same thing with the 6.35 game. Maybe start that a little bit earlier. Were you saying there's a long layover? Maybe start that at like 4, 4.35?
0: Yeah, see, I like everything you're saying except the start times. I think you started at like noon, so people okay. can do half days at work and then go and and play hooky, if you will, and, and then do a double header or, okay. just, or choose to just do one game. And then if that game starts at like noon and is ending about 2, 2.30 – some people can get your seventh inning ticket idea and turn it into happy hour. They get to watch seventh inning of a game plus a home run derby yes. if the game is tied. And then they get to watch a whole other game on top of that. So there's more consumer. That would be awesome. And, and then, these, are
1: only like 10, these are only like $10 tickets.
0: Yeah, so no, I get it.
1: The $10 ticket, you get like a hot dog and a drink to come with it. But once you're there, you're going to start buying more stuff, whether you're going to drink beer or just have you know a nice large Diet Coke. Uh, so that's my next idea. So you have the two seven-inning games, and then you have the nine-inning game the next day. So the next night you have the nine inning traditional game. Okay. So then you can have, so
0: that's what you do with a series.
1: Yeah. And plus like you were saying only two pitchers. So I feel like if you have two good starters, they can pitch a whole game mm-hmm. and then you can just use your relievers for like the ninth inning game, which is the next day.
0: This is great. We're like molding ideas into each yeah, other's ideas.
1: I, <laughs> I thought this was actually pretty <laughs> great, dude. I was very excited about this idea. Cause I feel like um, just more people are moving downtown. A lot of the stadiums too. Like if you look around the league, they're all downtown. Like, Yeah,
0: I'm trying to to think of one that isn't in a downtown area. That's what I was, yeah. Wrigley Field isn't downtown. It's in a residential neighborhood. Is it? Uh, Yeah, where the White Sox plays is in South Chicago. It's south of downtown. But yeah, LA's downtown. San Francisco, San Diego's in the middle of downtown. Phoenix is. I haven't been to where the Rockies play.
1: and That's all all I know. It (laughs) seems like they can make some money. If you get the people in there and they buy some extra drinks, whatever, I feel like the ad's on. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it would hurt you know you're not going to sell out every game of course so the more you get in there the more they're going to buy
0: i like it i like it well i have one last thing to do to change baseball and yep it's legalized roids (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: yes okay i'm getting i'm
0: getting crazy here you know I'll, I'll i'll start this off by prefacing that steroids are horrible things that do horrible things to one's body in the long term we don't want to get have kids growing up to want to take roids to become professional baseball players again i don't want to hear the ethical questions on this because this is just for fun i'm just messing around but think about it for fans of baseball in the 90s wasn't it fun to see all those dingers I remember yeah. going to bank one ballpark early. Cause I, you know, me, when I go to baseball games, I show up like an hour and a half early. Batting practice is like my favorite thing to watch. Mm-hmm. And I used to watch Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa. I was there when Mark McGuire hit it out of the freaking stadium through one of the panels back in, I, I believe it was 98. And it's just so much fun to watch all that and add that into the game itself. It's just fun. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, the long ball sexy. It's like, it's like a touchdown, an interception for a touchdown or a fast break dunk. You know, that's what makes other sports sexy. The sexiest thing about baseball are the home runs. And that, unfortunately, has somewhat ruined the game in this aspect. People are still hitting home runs, but they, they can't hit the ball any otherwise. The launch angles, all the analytics say swing this way to get the ball out of the park because hitting home runs more value. It's like a three-pointer, you know. If you just if you swing it for dingers more than trying to hit for average, you have a better chance of winning games. Just like shooting mm-hmm. more threes than twos is a better chance of winning games. And just like basketball, you live by the home run ball, you die by the home run ball. Just like you live by the three, you die by the three. So that aspect isn't really fun. Is you know Too many dingers nowadays means that we're not getting batting average. But you put roids in people, man. Those hard ground balls are short. They're going right through. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're getting base hits that way. Uh, it was, it was a blast during the nineties watching that stuff. You know, you felt cheated afterwards. Once you found out everyone was during, was doing, uh, roids, but during it all, it was literally a blast. Yeah. So, then you,
1: then you totally missed roids. it. Yeah. That's really good. And plus you only want a good five or six years in you. You don't want to spend your whole life, you know, doing great, Put in a good five or six <laughs> years, you know, those will be the best five or six years of your life. You know, yeah. cash in, get a check, one and done, yeah. get out. lot of fame. Have your ball shrink. So, uh, one thing I want to add on to when I have <laughs> when i had the uh, nine inning games uh-huh. um, so no home run derby on that one so you got the home run derby games which are the seven inning games so the ninth inning or so if you tie going to ninth inning uh with the nine inning game what you do is each inning after that you start out each inning with one player on first base and then if you go to the 11th inning then it's two players on so you got one on first and second and the base is loaded after that every inning I like it. It's kind of so, like oh, and uh, you can choose like out of your lineup softball. too. Yeah, and you can like it. so if you have like Judge Stan or Brett Gardner coming up, you can be like, okay, I want Brett Gardner on first, and then I can, I can have Judge Stan and the guy that was batting fourth to bat third going gotcha. into the inning. So I mean, just make it so you're not you're not pitching or you're not playing fourteen inning games. It would be over by then, I would think.
0: I would hope. So unless you're some up on roids, ideas, baby. Man.
1: I like the – yeah, you beat me on this one. I like the seventh inning ticket. I think that would be fun.
0: No, I think that's a really – that's a fun idea. Yeah. So so is that all you have on baseball?
1: Yep. So we're going to the NFL now. That rules
0: all, right? All right, yes. The the rule it all National Football League. (laughs) All right, so the first thing I have before I get into all my different rules changes is – I just want to let you know that the Dallas Cowboys have the 17th pick in the first round. Okay, there you go. So, just a real quick dissertation on the Arizona Cardinals with the 8th overall pick. I think that they should draft O-line, O-line, O-line. I know that please, CD Please, please, please. I know that CD Lamb is kind of a sexy pick out there, and I was reading something the other day where it was saying, "Hey, listen, the Cardinals didn't need a wide receiver back in 04 and they took Larry Fitzgerald." Well, I can understand and respect that point. <laughs> and then they were talking about how instead of going for Adrian Peterson, they went for Levi Brown. And, you know, so they were doing all these, these draft picks in history where they passed on guys who they shouldn't have because of the needs. I get that. But what is the one thing you need more than anything? That is a franchise quarterback. And you know what? Yeah. The Cardinals finally have one. And he's a little guy, so protect him. Number eight overall pick, the best O-lineman out there, take him.
1: something really quickly about that too is offensive linemen now I feel like there's not a whole lot of busts out there I feel like if you're a good offensive line now you come in and you're pretty good you're at least a pro bowler I I feel yeah if you're like a top 10 offensive lineman yeah yeah. now a lot
0: of that is recency bias because two guys that came out of Notre Dame uh, McGlinchey and for the Niners and I forget the guy's name for the Colts but they both are just first round picks sure fire pro bowlers right away so yep but i, I kind of i feel you on that so all right well, let's talk about football so football is always adapting how their sport's played you know they recently announced that 14 teams are going to make the playoffs starting next season what are your thoughts on that
1: i like that It's actually official now that's yes. official right
0: yeah i believe so it's uh, 2000 it's this season this season they're doing it okay if no, that's. I've heard
1: I actually. Heard, I heard about that, but I didn't know if it was official. But that's one of my things I wanted to talk about. Um, but what do you got? You want to go first with something well, you got? That's a great idea. Seventeen. Well, see, one, I go one by week.
0: I go the other way. I feel like it's like my buddies who manages my fantasy football league. Who's like, all right, listen, everybody gets in the playoffs. That's Cause me. Four, cause, <laughs> <laughs> well, because fourteen teams is nearly half the damn league. Yeah. I mean, I get it because there's only one bye, so it really makes the end of the season more equitable because you're fighting to try to get a higher seed. Cause if you're like the first or second seed and it's week 13 and you know, it, you can ease off. But if you're constantly fighting just to get the one seed, or if you're the three seed, trying to get the two seed for a better matchup. I get why yeah. they're doing it and it's more football and I get it. And you know, again, NFL rules all, so whatever they can do to add more football, like adding another game, which they're supposed to do in 2021, you know, I get it. They're going to do it, but I just, I feel like it's almost artificial. It's like Matthews, Running the, the fantasy football league. <laughs> yeah. And we, we all get in. You but. make
1: more money that way, though. But, let,
0: but but let's, let, let's talk about some different rule changes or ways that we can improve football. So, first and foremost, it's dangerous, right? It's a serious contact sport. Uh, have you ever been to a game like four or five rows up? Uh, no. It is fucking terrifying, dude. It yeah. is a violent sport, dude. Like, just, I, I'll never forget one time I was standing next to Steven Jackson. Do you remember him? Mm hmm. Used to play running back for the uh, St. Louis Rams. I'm standing next to this dude. He's like six foot four. And I just imagine myself just trying to tackle this dude with him running full speed at me. It's freaking terrifying, dude. So obviously, yeah. you know, safety is the obvious change. What can we do to make this sport safer? But again, I'm going unconventional because this is just for fun and who cares. So the first thing I think we should do is get rid of PI. Okay. Uh, You know, was it P.I.? Wasn't it P.I.? Now we're reviewing P.I. You know what? It might not be sexy if you get rid of pass interference because it essentially makes the sport more of like a running game and there's more screens and you're setting up your blockers. But I like those plays. They're strategically called plays that allow for the, the biggest yards after carry versus throwing deep bombs and being rewarded for shitty passes because some guy kind of flinched or a guy's hand was on a guy's hip. You know, I get it. The deep bombs are kind of like dingers in baseball. People love them. But answer me this. Which do you like better, a deep bomb that's caught or a punt return for a TD?
1: Hmm, I don't know, because you don't see the punt return anymore. So I would go punt return. Yeah, Um, it's it's an exciting play. It's exciting.
0: It's not like hike, I threw it deep and the guy caught it. Or I threw it deep and the guy got PI. I mean, maybe they could do something like, college football does and just do a 15-yard penalty. That's what it. I was going to say. You know, that, that's and a I good rule. That's actually something that I, that should happen. But, again, we're just having fun, and I'm just saying, hey, you know what? There's P.I. in almost every play anyway, so fuck it.
1: Outlaw. Yeah. Um, No, that's great, man. And I think they should just do the 15 yards of that because the, the, where they place the ball, especially if it's in the end zone, you get the ball at the one-yard line or two-yard yeah. line, whatever. And you're, that's and insane. You're,
0: and you were at, like, the 45 going the other way. like
1: yeah. That's just – it's baloney. It's cost a lot of teams games, especially when a player like Russell Wilson or a smart quarterback will just throw it up there and get the pass interference, yep. which a lot of quarterbacks do now. Man, I'd just get rid of that whole thing. I'm doing 18 regular season games. Okay. Um, so it's a 20-week regular season. Um, well, two, I had this
0: – Two buys on the same week? Two buys. On the yep. same week for everybody.
1: Same week for everybody.
0: I've always liked that idea. Yeah, Go and, on that. That's a great idea.
1: Yeah, it's. I, I think it's. It should have been done. And you can fill in the weeks uh, that you know you have the buys with some stuff. Um, you watch college football that week, you know. Yeah. Like, you so yeah, actually, I tied that in here. So, um, but I'll just go through really quick a few things. Just seven playoffs are yeah seven playoff teams. One bye week. I think that should stay. Okay. Uh, the no more Thursday night football, which yes. will never happen. But please get rid of that. It's dog shit football. Just man. Monday, Sundays, and Mondays. That's mm-hmm. all I want for football. Man, that's terrible. Um, I agree. So, I
0: agree 110% on that. Thursday football is so unconsumable. Yes. They, they, and then what they're trying to do to spice it up, eh, they put them in funny looking jerseys. You're like, ooh, yeah. look, it's the Rams versus the Bucks. I mean, it's mustard versus great. ketchup. That's <laughs> no,
1: terrible. And then uh, just with the 20 weeks, uh, the regular season. So the first eight weeks, straight football, and you get mm-hmm. uh, three games against your own division.
0: In the so, first eight,
1: in the first eight, I like and that. Then, and then you have your first bye week, which is the last weekend of October, and that's week nine. And what's worked during week nine? The World Series. Oh, so you yeah. get to watch the World Series, seven games. I know a whole lot of people probably don't watch baseball, but there's something that you know uh, everyone could feed off of what the NFL does. They're like, all right, give me that a little bit, so they can get sneak in there and get some money and get some views. But also, what would happen during that time is each team will get their own like little hard knocks thing. Or it's like three episodes during the, during the week by. So one, one episode on the Wednesday and then one episode on the Saturday and then one more episode on the following Wednesday. Basically it's just following the team around like, you know, hard knocks does and it's not going to let any game plans out or anything like that, but you can just to see what the team and the players are doing during the week off. Uh, so I thought that was a good idea. Maybe something to fill in that bye week. Cause I know everyone's like, Oh, I just want football. But it's like, do you really want football when half the the league's on a bye? All the good teams are on a bye and have to watch crappy football? Because we sit through those Sundays where everyone complains. Everyone complains about, oh, there's these crappy teams playing each other. Like, what are we going to watch? And just take a weekend off. Go spend time with the family. So that's what I wanted to do on the first bye week.
0: I really like that idea. October, like you said, there's baseball going on. Basketball has started at that point. Well, yeah, for me not. But okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know you're going to change okay. that, but but you know, in, in a normal <laughs> world, uh, basketball yeah. has started at that at that point. Uh, it is nice after probably about eight weeks to hang out with your family. I know that mm-hmm. whenever the Cardinals have like a week eight to week ten by, it's always a good thing. When they have like a week four to week seven by, it's not good. <laughs>
1: no, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's so unfair. You, how is well, that so fair?
0: I don't get that. I don't get how that is. Determined in the NFL, they're like, "Listen, you've played four weeks. All right, now you have a yeah. bye. Okay, now when it goes to the end of the season, you haven't had rest for you know thirteen weeks. Good luck. Hope you win. It. I know. Hope, hope you win right? the Super Bowl. Doesn't make any sense.
1: No, it doesn't make any sense. And then like after the the bye week, everyone's rested. So the next six games are out of conference. So they're mm-hmm. all like, you know, NFC playing AFC. Vice versa. Um, yeah. Yep. Get those. So that's what I do for the next six games, and then also to so week 16 is going to be your next buy. So you already played uh, 14 games. Your next buy is actually the Pro Bowl. No one watches it. So each team will basically know if they have a chance to make the playoffs by then, right? You know, yeah. there's only four games most, left for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So you get the you get to like sit it out. If you're going to actually make the make the playoffs, you have a chance. You'll sit it out. Um, so that'd be fun, and then you go back into the 17th through 20, the week 17 through 20, and you got your uh, division games. Three out of the four games are division again. Love it. So I mean, if even if you're a team in a division that's not going to make the playoffs, you can try to beat those teams that are going to, you know, are trying to make it. Like the Patriots, you know, the Jets are trying to, you know, play the Patriots, and mm-hmm. the Patriots, of course, are going to make this playoffs. You're going to try to beat them. I don't know. It's just something to throw in there, and then also on that bye week, the bye, the week 16. We're talking about college football. I think you could throw the final four in that, the week 16. And then the last week where there's week 20 of NFL football on that Sunday. Yeah. Then the Saturday night before that, you can throw in the uh, national, national championship, championship game. I so like, that it. like it. Yeah. So that's kind of a cool idea, I thought.
0: Yeah. Your, your ideas for football are clearly better than mine. I'm like, yeah, no hand checking. Oh. Right? No, right. Listen, <laughs> I like the schedule st- thing. Here's a structured way to fix this <laughs> fucking shit. I'm like, yeah, okay, where's my next one? Get rid of holding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> I'll get into that in just a second. But no, I think, yeah. your, I think your schedule idea is fantastic. I think that it works on both ends. It allow, it, it's fair. At the end of it the is. day, make it it's fair. fair. Football, like we've talked about, is the most physical sport of the three that we're talking about. It is clearly the most physical. And it takes time to recover. And the fact that teams in 2020 are still taking bye weeks at different times, and it's given an unfair advantage to other teams. I use a phrase constantly, champions adjust. And if you're a champion, you're going to adjust to that aspect of the schedule. But why not do an effort to try to make it as fair as possible? There's plenty of TV going on that time of year. It's not February. It's not August. You know, it's, it's the beautiful time of year where a ton of different sports are going on. It's nice to go outside. Hell, well, maybe not in the yeah. Bay, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it, I, I really like that idea.
1: Cool. Yeah. I didn't have any like rule changes or anything like that. I think a lot of what the XFL d- was doing now that the, they're probably gone again. Um, i like their ideas of like the kickoffs, mm-hmm. I um, too. just seeing the reviews. I like the guy, like showing you what he's looking at and like why he called what he called because everyone should be accountable, especially if they're costing a the team a win. Um, so I like those ideas that the XFL threw out there. And again, I think the NFL is going to take that again this year after they did some stuff last time the XFL was around. So you'll probably see that upcoming seasons.
0: Yeah, probably. I mean, cause again, they brought some insight and it actually, it, it helped with the safety of the game as well, which I think yeah. is, is huge too. Again, minor kind of procedural, uh, get rid of holding. Like I said, I think it's the most annoying and, all of sports, right?
1: Yeah, because it's always like a big play. Yeah, You're like waiting for the flag. Oh, holding, holding. It's always
0: yeah, and and then it's like it's a ten yard fucking penalty. It's like yes, you know. I mean, you could like kick a like what's his face for uh, the Browns last year who hit the hit Mason Rudolph in the hell the head with a helmet. Like that's a fifteen yard penalty. You hold a guy, yeah. it's ten. You know, it's like so. And, and I think that the offensive line can't do shit prior to the snap anyway, right? They can't move. Like if you sneeze, it's like five yard penalty. Yeah. So I feel like the way to justify that, so they have a little bit of advantage, is hold all you want, man. Yeah. Go crazy. You know, make those holes and then running backs will run right through them and then you know let the linebackers do the job or something. So
1: yeah, defenses don't matter. No one cares about a (laughs) defense. I know. We want more (laughs) offense.
0: Uh go for four. That's one of those things that's kind of XFL ish that I kind of liked. It's like, listen, after you score a touchdown, you can get the ball at the 15 yard line. If you oh, convert, yeah. you get four points. I love that. I love that that's idea. That's great.
1: I love that. The whole um no oh wait, can you still kick a field goal or an extra point? You can't, yes. right?
0: Yes, you can.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Yeah. So you, okay. there's an option for two, three, or four. Okay. Two point conversion from the three yard line, kick an extra point. Or I'm like one, I'm sorry, one, two. Maybe maybe this will be three. Yeah, Instead I think they did one, points. two, three. Okay. Yeah. And then my last, do you have anything else on football?
1: No, just the regular. I mean, just postseason, everything is the same. So after that, yeah. No, I'm good. What else all you right, got? All right,
0: here's my last stupid change to football. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Punters have to start the play with their backs to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> blue 42 Say so hike they have to turn around real quick find the ball catch oh, it, and try to punt it it'd be hysterical dude that'd be awesome oh it's kind of like
1: the wild wild west you know you start yeah you turn around and you gotta turn around and shoot somebody do yeah, they get a gun or they just
0: no the, i mean the, their their leg is the gun
1: oh and, I'm like...
0: <laughs> like right before they hike it though they play like yeah. the good the bad and the ugly it's like i mean it...
1: <laughs> <laughs> hike and he turns around he's got to catch it and punt it and try not yeah. to die if he had a gun, it'd be like Joe Exotic, you know, shooting those tigers. That's the way he'd he's shooting those linemen trying to get after them. He's like, but I play for
0: the lions. <laughs> so that's all I got for uh football. How about you cool. uh you kick us off with your thoughts on basketball?
1: Okay. So basketball, a lot of it, I did scheduling stuff and um so I'm keeping the 82 games. If you yes! listen to the podcast, I'm always for the 82 games and there's a good way to do it, I feel like. Um, but uh here we go. So just first off, no more conferences. Get that out of the way. What do you think about that?
0: I'm okay with it. I talked about it before. I thought it'd be fun if we did like a North Conference and a South Conference versus an East and a West. Yeah. It wouldn't make sense because of time zones or anything like that. Uh, but I th- just think it'd be kind of fun. But no, I mean, what is what is the point of conferences?
1: Well, I mean, before it was just for travel, right? Yeah. Just- but yeah.
0: travel's so easy now.
1: Exactly, yeah. You know,
0: I mean, it's not like it's it takes forever to get on some small little plane in 1974 and you got Joe <laughs> Frazier's in the back smoking. Yeah. You know, God knows what, and wearing his uh, bell-bottom pants and whatnot.
1: His open robe, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> his
0: open robe. You know, it, it, it's comfortable. They have team planes. You know, if you schedule it right, you're still doing the West Coast, the East Coast swings appropriately so it's not affecting the players too bad yeah, I mean, conferences were designed to make it easier to travel uh, short distances multiple times a year, whereas now it's like, you know what, that's not really uh, the biggest obstacle. So why have them?
1: Exactly, man. And uh, so, I mean, what do you got? I got a few things on here I'm pretty excited to share, um, but you got something off the top.
0: Uh, no, I mean, your scheduling stuff's probably a lot better than mine. I think with basketball, it's a very pliable sport. You look at it and the NBA is always tweaking the game here and there to try to make it better. You look in the nineties and hand checking was real big and now there's no hand checking. You look at all the different rules that they've had. And I feel like a lot of them, I'd like them to bring some things back. As I went through basketball, I was trying to think how I could perfect the game. I knew you would... square away the scheduling aspect of it because it's something you talk about quite often so i was just thinking about okay what little parts of the game could they improve upon or bring back or change and the first thing i came up with was just make goaltending legal you know Oh, really yeah like i wow. like like when you watch olympic basketball it is fun to watch because goaltending is legal it's the same thing as like pass interference i hate assumption on a pass interference call you're assuming that that guy was going to catch that ball and it's like we said, if you're on the 45 yard line and you chuck a bomb up towards the end zone, you're assuming that that guy was going to catch it for a touchdown. So in response, you reward him with putting the ball at the one. It's the same thing with goaltending. If the ball's thrown up, again, it's a lot smaller margin for error. But if the ball is thrown up and a guy blocks it on the way down, who knows if it was going to hit the rim or is going to be a swish? You can't tell. You're assuming, yeah, and then you automatically get two points for that. So. If you go the Olympic route and you go listen, goaltending is legal. It actually becomes more of a strategic way to play basketball. If you have somebody like Deandre Ayton and you have him sit underneath the basket and you still keep the 3 in the key, 3 in the key, so you can't just hang out down there. But is he willing to constantly drop off of his uh, the guy he's defending to go try to goaltend plays? It becomes kind of a strategic way. I don't f- I don't think that it's something that's going to be it's going to change the game. Unbelievably, but I think mm-hmm. that it is something that will just make it a little bit more interesting from a defensive standpoint, and it gives the defense a little bit more power, which they don't have a lot of power anymore in the NBA.
1: Yeah, that's great. But um, one thing, yeah i I think that's great. But the only thing is, if it hits the rim, then I feel like it's fair play. So you know how things, how the ball would hang on the rim. Yeah, and it's like oh, it was you know if it was over the Offen- cylinder or not. It doesn't matter you, like, if you can grab it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, that's part of that. That's part of, yeah. it. you know, the, the offensive interference and defensive interference, like that's gone too. You can pull the ball off the rim, go for it. I don't care.
1: Yeah. I think so too. Just grab it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, no it, more, no more funny bounces.
0: It gives a little bit more power to the defense. So yeah. that's my first thing that I would change. That's the sec- great. The second thing I would change isn't really a change at all. It's how about we just enforce the traveling rule? Okay. You know, it's just kind of become ridiculous. You have LeBron walking the ball up the court, no dribble, like he's a running back. You have James yeah. Harden and his, like, double pro-hop back step. Okay. You, you know, I mean, they blow the whistle on every shadow hand check in the NBA these days, but they swallow it while these guys are doing these this modified Euro step. It's not even like a Euro step anymore. It's like, I don't know, like an Asian step? I don't know what it is. <laughs> hey, but, it's, but But it's just – just enforce that a little bit more better, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's... And plus,
1: they always call the the travel when the guy has the ball, does a pump fake, and it puts the ball down too late. It's like, I I still don't know how that's a travel. You should be able to take at least one step or something before you... I don't know. I always hate that one. Well, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I,
0: I was watching, you know, obviously with ESPN, there's a lot of classic basketball games on right now between that and NBA TV. And I was watching a 1993 regular season game between Michael Jordan and the Bulls and uh, rookie shack and the magic and there was like three travel calls and and one thing that sucks about those those games is like there's not a lot of instant replay it's still kind of in the infancy of really quality television production on nba Mm -hmm. games but like you'd watch a play and in your head you're like that's travel and they call it right away yeah and and, i mean nowadays like you're like that's a travel he's still going okay i guess (laughs) not a travel you know like yeah it's not and, again, you can't fault James Harden and LeBron James and all the guys who do the Eurostep for trying to exploit the rules as, as to the maximum uh, point that they can go and not get called for it. Good for them. Yeah. They've figured it out. But I would like to have some more consistency there.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on that, man.
0: What else? Uh, are you going to go into your scheduling a little bit more?
1: <laughs> yeah, let's, let's start with the schedule. All right, so 82 games, like I said before. Um, so each team plays each other twice. So you only get the two games. And this is like the first part of the season. So it's 60 games about. Okay. So, and I'm, I'm a big tiers guy when it comes to the season. So what I'm talking about is there's one tier. So the top 15 teams, if you fall into that, but before the 60 games, then you worry about those teams after the bottom tier, the bottom 15. Once you hit those 60 games, that's who you're going to play for the remaining games. So at 22 games, you're gonna focus on the bottom tier that you're on. So if the Suns fall, like of course, like if they're like the 17th worst team, that's right. Where then we'll they're gonna play on that bottom tier. But what's good about that is there's there's no schedule past the 60 games. So everything has to be scheduled after mm-hmm. so to rearrange between those 15 teams. So is there some sort of like week long break? No, there's no a la like an all star game. No, there's no break. Okay. Oh, again. wait. There, there's a there's a little break. Okay, actually, I I wrote that a little bit further down the line. It was actually a five day break, so basically the schedule could be made. But then you're like, well, how can they reserve the arena in the future? So well, again, East, we're not
0: we're not worried about the logistics. Like I said at the beginning. Well,
1: I kind of am a little bit because I want this to work. So
0: <laughs> okay, Adam so, Silver, Matthew Lissy.
1: So if so, every team has like the eleven eleven home games and eleven away games at the end of the season, and just it determines after the 60 game mark, who they're going to play. So the Suns, they can go head to head with like a Memphis Grizzlies team two more times, you know, and I feel like it's more of a better competition and better games to be played on national TV. So you have the top 15 teams going head to head every other night and you got better games that way. I feel like going into the playoffs.
0: How many teams make the playoffs in your scenario?
1: 16 teams. So it would okay, be like So, it so w-
0: essentially the bottom 15 teams are
1: fighting each other for that last spot. Basically. Yeah. Okay. And then also the top 15 teams, some teams can fall out from that because they're playing the stiffer competition. So I don't know if that's even that. Fair gotcha. If you're so, 16- you, so you
0: still keep the win loss record, but if you yeah. fall into, it's almost like tiered soccer leagues, how it's like, if you do really well in your soccer league, you get bumped up to another division you're oh, con- is that how that works? Yeah, that's like the Phoenix Rising, for example. Like, they were very close to winning the championship last year, and if they had done so, they had an opportunity to perhaps join MLS.
1: Oh, okay. And,
0: and that's how kind of soccer works, to my yeah. knowledge. I'm not a soccer aficionado <laughs> or anything. Uh, I kick a tennis ball around in the backyard and say yeah. goals. So, but but I, it's interesting that you kind of are taking that concept and you're putting it into just like the NBA season. My question yeah. is, if you fall out of that top 15 – do you now have to play the teams in the bottom 15 and somebody jumps up? Because then that becomes a scheduling nightmare.
1: No. So, okay. So the scheduling starts on the 20, oh, I'm sorry, on the 61st game. So going into 61, game 61, it's going to be the new schedule. So you're going to be playing the teams that are in the top 15 for the rest of the year. So okay. You're gotcha. On okay. Those teams. Oh,
0: gotcha. That makes sense.
1: So, does that make sense, kind of? Yeah. So I mean like if you're the Suns and you're like oh my god we got to play the Lakers and you know the Celtics so the so records
0: year. and everything stay the same essentially yeah. like you know and, and for playoff seating and what have you but through the 60 game mark you're saying hey these are the fifth the 14 other teams that you're playing the rest of the season. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Interesting, so more, interesting. better
1: competition, you know? And if yes. you're if you're still losing you're still in the lottery, you know what I mean? So Yes. Um so I mean it's kind of I don't know. I think it would just make for interesting basketball. Um, so, yeah, so the season started – Or this, the way I would start the season would be um, – it would be December 25th, Christmas. That would be the Aww. first day. It's like opening it a package <laughs> on Christmas morning and you get the
0: Lakers and the Clippers.
1: Yeah, there you go. It started off the good way. And then also, too, just the playoffs would be – it would extend till July about probably the whole thing would end in late August, hopefully. Okay. I mean, it'd be like two months usually. The playoffs—is that usually how long it takes? Because I got yeah, seven it's game like series it's like April to on. June. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so that's the regular season, and then the All Star Game. You're like, where's that at? It's not in the middle of the season. It's actually the last game of the season, which is game number 83. I like that.
0: You like that? I like that. I'm like Kirk Cousins over here. Yeah. I like
1: that. Well, because
0: you have a full. Concept of who's actually an all star, who performed the entire season at an all star level? Because you'll go back and you'll watch old, like the 92 all star game, and you'll be watching it, and all of a sudden, like KJ will be there. Well, that's not a good example because he was actually really good in 92. Uh, God, I'm trying to think. I was actually looking at like the '83 '84 All-Star Game because we we're researching for one of our upcoming pods on the Suns Jam Session when we're going back in time and analyzing the '83 '84 Suns. Yeah. And I was looking at the All-Star roster, and you're just like, "How did that guy make it?" You know, and it's because he yeah. had a good first half of the season. So oh, I, I like it at the end of a the full
1: season. season. And you get you see better competition between the teams on that tier level. Um, so yeah, the it, the All-Star game is the 83rd game, but meaning the 83rd game, there's actually three games. So we're doing tiers again. Okay. So what? there's, yeah. So there's one tier of 10 players. The first tier is 10 players voted in second tier, 10 players, third tier of the third best players, or there's 10 of them. So usually that's 24 players that get in the all-star game. Now you got 30. Okay. So in the way they pick teams is basically like right now. So if um you're voting a player as the first tier, if they get the most votes and the second player that gets the most votes, then they pick each other's teams. Same thing as what they do basically right now. Um, Also, if you make like any tier if Booker just made the third tier. It still shows him as an all-star. He's not like, Oh, he's a third tier all-star. He's still an all-star
0: someday. That'll be like subject for debate. You know, when there's breaking down somebody's career, it's like, listen, Devin yeah, Booker yeah. was a first-tier All-Star one time, man.
1: Yeah, he was a yeah. second-tier
0: All-Star seven times, but, he, you know, first-tier. It's like first-team, second-team, and third-team yeah. All-NBA. But still, I like – now, are all the games played on the same day? It's like you watch the third-tier yep. game, the second-tier game, the first-tier game?
1: Yeah, you do. Damn, that's and that's quality basketball. And what's really cool, is too, so you can't have the same player from a team with another player. So you can't have LeBron and AD on the same team you just can't do it and the reason why is because when you're playing these games you're actually playing for wins for your season. So the first tier game is actually for 3 wins. Second tier game is for 2 wins and then the third tier of course is for one. So, so let's that's say like
0: your solution to make these games like if LeBron James and the Lakers are in first place yeah. They're like he's like I'm not playing in the fucking 83rd game. I got to go start a <laughs> playoff series. But if it's for wins and there's an opportunity to move the needle. Let's say he's they're mm-hmm. the second seed and they could if if he beats now, what if him and Kawhi are like on the same team and he's trailing Kawhi by one game, the Lakers are. You're like, yeah. I gotta I gotta rely on A D down there in the second. Yeah, you
1: team. gotta rely on A D to help. Interesting. Yeah. God there's so what a you lot can do of strategy too. that could go into that. Also with the wins, like if you don't have so if you don't need the wins, like let's say like you didn't make the playoffs, Booker's in it he's in the all-star game. He's like, I don't need this. I'm in the second tier team, whatever you can use those wins as assets, like a draft pick. so far as like, you can use it as if you're going into the playoffs. And so, okay. So if another team's going to the playoffs and they're like, you know what? I can use those two wins or three wins, you know, boost my seedings or Mm -hmm. get a better matchup or something like that. We'll trade something away for those wins. So you can use that that way. You can build them up, you can keep them as a team. Like, hey, I got these two wins for next year. You can pull them out whenever you want.
0: Now does that it, make sense? It does, but man, it's it it gets really complicated. Yeah,
1: well, that's kind of because I'm on the 83rd game and it's like, all right, so so the Suns are going down the stretch. It's like they can use it if they want to jump into that second tier that's after the 60th the game. Like, I want these two wins and I want to be in the next tier. Or else you could trade away the two wins or, you know, you can use them whenever you want. They're just an asset. So uh, I, know, yeah. I know it's complicated, but I, get it, it, but, I feel like it makes but, it a But what if you're
0: like the Chicago Bulls and you end up last in the league? You're like, okay, I have the best shot at getting the number yeah. one pick. Oh, wait, fucking Phoenix just traded two wins and yeah. Devin Booker, whatever. And, you know, I mean, it doesn't – what's the benefit down low from a draft standpoint?
1: so every losing team it's like, Oh wait, better, better luck next year. So you can use them for next year. If you want to get yourself over the hump, you have those two, two wins or the one win that might get you in the playoffs the next year. So if you're trailing someone in the standings, the next year, this is, and this just, is where it gets complicated. And you're like, only by one game. It's not that it's just, you got wins, I, I get you got that, draft picks and you got but, wins,
0: but carrying wins over from one season to another yeah. And now we're saying, well, what the fuck is the point of a season? We're doing franchises. It's like the Suns oh, franchise mean? is winning because, again, if, if let's say we, the Suns win 60 games this season, they're like, you know what? We're cashing in four wins next year. Now they're starting next season four and oh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's
1: just. That's great. That's yeah. what I would want. <laughs> That'd be
0: awesome. <laughs> and, they've, and they progressively, I mean, it, yeah. it'll, it'll create like a monopoly for the really good teams.
1: Yeah, it's like, so if Booker's in the all-star game, we have no playoffs to watch, and we're like, hey, Booker, win this to get us two wins starting next year. We got it. We got the two wins. You
0: had me on everything up to that last point. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So
1: just really quick, too, just like the the five versus five, because it's five versus five for each tier, and it's only going to be five, or it's only going to be six-minute quarter games. Okay. No substitutions. If someone gets hurt, the only thing I can come up with is a player gets to choose uh, the two to four players to finish out the game from the other tiers. Um but, yeah, that's what I got through there. I just thought it would be a fun way to end, <laughs> to, that to end is, the season, man. That is
0: impressive, complicated, and whoa, man. <laughs> yeah. You spend a lot was, of time thinking about it. No, I think it's fantastic. You know, it, again, it makes it interesting through 60 games. Because, again, that's one of the challenges for the players especially is trying to keep them engaged for 82 games. You have the Kevin Durant of the world who a couple seasons ago was, like, you know, just not engaged playing basketball because he knew that it was playoffs is when it mattered so if you make it matter through the first 60 games because you want to of course you couldn't kind of tank a little bit and try to get in that bottom 15 tier just to beat the shit out of people you could you could but I mean you would have a lot of ground to make up obviously for playoffs yeah but but it's engaging there I like the all-star idea I'm not sure about carrying wins over and things of that nature or using them for assets on trading and things like that because I don't know just I feel like it gets overly complicated and assets are typically uh, uh have a monetary value and a win now you're putting a monetary value to a win you're saying a first round draft pick who you're paying 17 million dollars a year is let me give you two wins for a first round draft pick okay so every win is worth you know half of 17 million I don't know it gets a little complicated but again great idea I enjoy it that's very you know, if you're following along, if you're listening at home and you're self quarantined, just rewind that, and play it back again, and then you'll really have a good understanding of what Matthew's talking about. Because it's, <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm like, what did I just talk no, about? No, no, it's it's great. <laughs> it's
0: it's very intricate. It's very intricate. So yeah, you want to hear my next one? <laughs> yeah, go for four as well. <laughs> Imagine Steph shooting half quarters all the time. Oh wait, he already does. It's yeah. kind of like the the three on three tournament that uh, Ice Cube has. What's that called? The Big Three? They have like a four yeah. point spot. Yeah. Just that's add a, a fun,
1: fun game to watch, too. Yeah, just
0: add a four-point line. I think that's one thing they could do. And I really love what they did in the All-Star game. You know, when they created the addition of a target score, it was a fantastic watch. And I think that that's something that they should do in the NBA. And you can call it the Kobe rule. You can always make it 24 points. It's like after three quarters, whatever the team is leading, plus 24, and that's your target goal. Because it changes the end of the game. What is the worst part about watching basketball? It's the last three minutes, and if the game's close and a team goes up by five, it's the last 45 seconds. It's hack, hope he misses free throws, hack. I mean, And, and the, the reason they do that is because that's the strategy. We saw in the NBA All-Star game how that strategy was completely different when there was a target of 157, because that's what the target was in the All-Star game, to hit. And I think that it would – get rid of the foul fest that we're used to seeing at the end of the game. And it'd be really exciting because every time they go down, it could be the last shot of the game. It could be the game winner. And when they brick it, it's like, Oh, the other team still has a chance. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's more exciting. What do you think of that one?
1: I think that's a good idea, man.
0: All right. So I, I really one- do. do you have anything else on basketball?
1: Uh, no, actually that's all I have for the sports is just, um, Oh, one more thing is just every sport gets their own HBO live game of the week. Yes. So, you know, just live. It's pure just what It's like XFL, but, you know, uncensored, all that stuff. Just yes. a really good game to watch.
0: And Bob Menery gets to call it and drop F-bombs the whole time. Yes. Uh, the last thing I had for basketball was w- uh, one of those rules that I feel like they should go back to, and that's just make the first round five games again. Yeah. Watching the first round and being at five games was so entertaining when it happened because there was just more drama involved. You go back and you look at the 92-93 Suns. They were down 0-2 to the Lakers in that first round, and they came back to win three straight. You know, Charles Barkley famously said, like, you know, we're not losing another game against them, and they didn't. You look at the Denver Nuggets, who were, like, the eight seed, upset the first overall seed Seattle Supersonics in 1990. I believe it was five. And D'Amico bay on the court just, like, crying with the ball. I mean, it just made for some amazing drama. So I think yeah. that that's one thing that they should – Bring back is the first round just being five games?
1: Yeah, no, I, you know, it's funny because I was thinking seven game series I actually like because they go by quick, but you just talked me into five. So, well, the seven please.
0: (laughs) Well, the seven game series go by so quick because there's so many damn series going on at the beginning. Yeah. And by the time the finals come around, and there's only one series left, if it goes to seven games, there's so much buildup between each game that it's—I mean—it's quality entertainment. So, yeah, I think so too. But the five-game series are really interesting. So, yeah, that—that's that, all I got on how to change it up, whether it's baseball, football, or basketball.
1: Yeah, and also too, just all my seasons are just they're around the NFL, but I feel like all the the major markets they can actually benefit from the scheduling around the NFL, you know, what the NBA wants to do, it? I talk about this yeah. all the time. NBA wants to do it. And I think this is a great way for them to start. If they listen to this podcast.
0: <laughs> well, I hope Adam silver is not trying to fix all the issues that are going on with the NBA, trying to get it jump started due to COVID-19. I hope he's listened to the sun's jam session, inaugural podcast, yes, formerly a one. the sun's report. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed listening to this. Let us know what you think. Are we onto something? Are we batshit crazy? We don't know unless you tell us. So hit us up on Twitter at sunsjam. You can email us at Session at gmail.com. Hit us up on our Facebook page. You can hit us up on Instagram at sunsjam as well. Uh, very happy to be sitting in my studio and seeing Matthew on the other side of the computer doing Zoom, knowing that we're both doing our part to ensure that social distancing is occurring. So make sure that you're doing what you can and we get past this thing. So I'm really looking forward to, watching sports again and just doing some normal things in life again. So thank you ever so much for tuning in to the Suns Jam Session podcast.
1: Thank you very much. And also check out that sick logo John designed. Thank that. you. A great uh screensaver it could be. Ooh, I like yeah. it. It is a, it
0: is a good looking logo. That Suns Jam Session. Yeah. I took a little bit of like NBA jam. I took a little bit of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, history between like the font and the ball and the, the starburst mm-hmm. around the ball. And I just kind of put it all together and made just kind of a fun little Sun's Jam session logo. So, hopefully.
1: yeah, I, I, I love it. It's, a, it's the best one yet. Um, but yeah, take a look at that and uh, shut the computer and go love your family, you know? Amen.